Welcome to Larry Reedy's America. Uh, today, I have one of my grandsons as a guest, and uh, uh, Teddy Reedy. And Teddy is a want to be a senior at Mississippi State, and he's pursuing an interesting career. And I thought it would be very interesting to talk to him and uh, uh, some of the younger people that are listening might uh, have an idea for the same type of career, and, and this could be a great help. So anyway, uh, uh, Teddy, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. I'm glad to be here. Up up and at him early this morning and re ready to go. Yeah, we well, we uh, had a little, grad my uh, one son had a graduation party last night, uh, Matt, for uh, uh, his daughter Betsy, who graduated from high school, and I... Uh, my my wife and I came home a little early, but I think it went into the wee hours. So, anyway, uh, Teddy, let's start off. Uh, where were you born? Grade school, high school, and I'll ask you some questions. Sweet, yes, I was born in Cincinnati, Ohio, uh, over on the east side of Cincinnati. Uh, went to Mercer Elementary School for uh, that was what K through. K through six, uh, then went to Nagel Middle School, also on the east side, and then uh, over to high school, graduated from Turpin High School in the class of 2019. Okay, when you were in grade school or high school or both, what did you, did you think about what you wanted to do when you got out of high school? I know going to college, but did you have any idea what, your, uh, what lives be ahead of you in the future? Yeah, I mean, I, I was kind of always, you know, trying to figure out what I wanted to do. I think a lot of us at that age are still trying to fit. I mean, heck, I'm 23 years old and I still don't have it all figured out. So, uh, no, I, I, I was, um, you know, I, I've from a young age, I've especially I remember being a little guy in elementary school. I've always been was always fascinated with the weather. Still are uh, still am. And. Uh, it, 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 I didn't have it, you know, I wasn't one, a child where it's like, you know, this is a hundred percent what I want to do. And it never changed. Cause I kind of, it did change from, you know, throughout school and, uh, trying to, you know, gain different interests. And, uh, but I, I think, you know, being on, t be, pursuing a career in TV and also just uh, fascination with the weather that started, did start at a young age. Okay. So it, you, you didn't have anything like you weren't going to following your dad's footsteps in the automobile industry. <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I, it's funny, actually. I mean, I, my, I grew up, I mean, obviously, my dad being in the car industry uh, pretty much his whole life. And uh, I, I, ha I haven't really latched on to cars as much as my dad did. So, I mean, I, uh, I mean, he's at a car show this morning in Cincinnati, and I went to that last year. And that, that is, it is cool, but um, I, I decided not to uh, follow in the, in, the in the family business. So you, you look at cars as transportation exactly yeah, yeah. i mean uh, the, he he does bring back some cool rides from work and stuff from time to time but um yeah definitely yeah. so okay so when uh when you graduated from high school uh why did you choose mississippi state so uh i did my uh freshman year i should say at the university of cincinnati so one of their satellite schools uc claremont yeah. and that was kind of like a place that kind of a lot of people went when they didn't really know what they wanted to pursue necessarily with college they like a lot of people a lot of people i knew including myself kind of went in undecided yeah. uh didn't really know exactly where they wanted to go but that was kind of a place to kind of get our get your bearings get that settled in and if you wanted to continue at uc you could but i decided 
kind of after my freshman year at UC to kind of take a step back and figure out where what I wanted to really do and where I really wanted to go. Uh, and so I kind of went back to what I was saying earlier in my roots, like I've always been interested in the weather. And so I decided to, I literally got online at the National Weather Service list of colleges that offer degrees in weather. Uh, and I saw something that, you know, a lot of the schools had professional meteorology, a lot of different different options, but I saw broadcast meteorology and Mississippi State was the only school that, you know, on that list that really had a bachelor's in that. So, uh, and I think, I, I thought it would be maybe less on math and less, you know, science and stuff. So uh, that's kind of what I wanted to do is I wanted to go in more of a broadcast side of things. So I uh, looked into Mississippi State, I looked into applying and got accepted and then, you know, kind of the rest was history. Okay. Well, when you were at UC, uh, I presume you didn't have to declare a major or anything. No, you, yeah. So what kind of courses did you take at UC? So I took a bunch of general ed education classes. Like I took a couple math classes, science, and uh, I, I, I think I was, uh, I went part-time one semester and then the second semester was full-time but um also i think i took like a economics class too so it was okay. a bunch of random business a bunch of random different classes to kind of figure out uh i guess that was the university's way of trying to get me to figure out what i wanted to do right so uh were all your credits transferable most of them were uh there's a few that weren't um i think there was a math and maybe an english class that okay. uh that didn't go through but most of them did okay so the process of going to to Mississippi State, new state, totally mm. different than Cincinnati, Ohio. <laughs> oh, for sure, yeah. And so when, I, I guess you had, had an interview before you were accepted, is that correct or not? Yeah, I, uh, well, I had, um, I applied, it was the, uh, I guess the spring of 2020, I applied. Mm. And then, um, you know, I, I, I actually, it was funny, I, uh, I, I applied. I didn't know if I was going to be accepted as a transfer or um, I would have went in as a freshman because of credits. Um, there was a rule there, so I was kind of worried about that at first, but they accepted me as a transfer. And so I guess and that was really cool. Um, and at first, I wasn't even sure I'd be accepted because uh, I, I didn't know if I had enough credits and stuff, but ended up ended up getting accepted. And uh, I did an orientation uh, online, actually. They they were going to do something in person, but with COVID and stuff, they, they had to cancel that. So that oh, was all. Yeah, well, I never thought about that. So you, when you were, your freshman year, COVID was really running hog wild, wasn't it? It really was. And, uh, you know, after going down there, I heard that, you know, in all, a lot of colleges across the country, you know, they were shutting down around spread around spring break and send everyone home. Uh, it, it got, a, when I, my freshman year down at Mississippi State, it was a little better than you know, some of the schools up here, like I had a couple in-person classes when UC was, they were all virtual, you know, for a couple of years after. Um, but yeah, M M Mississippi State, uh, it, you know, it was uh, kind of a culture shock coming down there as well. Um, you know, from coming, especially that was my first time really living away from home. Mm -hmm. And so it was, it, you know, it was a difficult transition, especially during like the end of that pandemic, you know, yeah. a lot, a lot of stuff. I, one of the craziest things I'll, you know, people, when I tell them I went to Miss, I go to Mississippi state transferred and stuff, uh, was I never even toured the university. Uh, I kind of, really? yeah, yeah. Um, so I kind of, I looked up pictures, you know, on the internet, I, you know, cause I already kind of knew what I wanted to do at the time. Um, and so I, I looked up images also with COVID. I wasn't sure if we were even going to be able to tour. 
So, but that's that when I tell people I go to Mississippi State and that's kind of like the story that I've never toured, that's the most surprising thing to them. I just kind of, I kind of looked at it and I just kind of knew. Yeah, because I, I remember uh, when uh, your Aunt Julie started at IU, mm-hmm. uh, when we went up there and toured and we looked at the dorms, I think as a freshman, she had to stay at a dorm. And uh, anyway, I remember uh, Nancy and I walking through that dorm with her and I said, what, what in the hell is that smell? Joey said, well, it's marijuana. <laughs> and I mean, what a culture shock to me, you know, because <laughs> when, when I was a kid, uh, anybody that smoked pot, uh, we, we called them greasers. You know? Greasers. <laughs> so, so it's, uh, uh, I, and uh, I guess most of the Mississippi State students are probably from the South, aren't they? Yeah, a lot of a lot from Jackson. I mean, yeah. it's like it's kind of like the equivalent of you know, for, you know, where I'm from, Cincinnati, where I'm from. Uh, it's like the equivalent of Cincinnati students going to Ohio State. Like it's that it's I think it's like a two and a half hour drive from Jackson. So yeah. uh, a lot of the kids come from Jackson, and then you know, just other parts of Mississippi. Um, it actually is interesting uh, between the two Mississippi schools, the big ones at least, uh, Ole Miss and Mississippi State. Uh, I've been to Oxford. That's where University of uh, Mississippi is once, uh, and it, it's it's interesting to compare the two different schools. Like where I go, Mississippi State, there's a lot more it's a lot more diversity when it comes to uh, like it, there's a lot of different kinds of people. But you go up to you kind of go up to Ole Miss and Oxford, and uh, you know it's it, you, it's a lot of wealthy <laughs> rich up there, and it's yeah. just it's it's just interesting to see um, kind of like just the different vibes and I guess kind of the two big college towns in Mississippi. Yeah. That is, it could very different. Yeah, and and uh, and you got that accent a little bit. Right? A little bit, yeah. I, I did. Uh, someone actually told me that one of my neighbors uh, said that they they knew I was going down there, and um, actually he went to LSU, and so he was he was laughing. It was like I I could tell he has a he's got a little bit of a, a twang, but um, not compared to some some people down there. Yeah. It's like sometimes I got a buddy of mine. Uh, he grew up in uh, Hattiesburg, Mississippi, and he's probably got the deepest Southern accent I've ever heard. And I sometimes I can't even understand him. Like he'll be talking, yep. and it's like it, it's hard. It's like, what did you just? I have no clue what you're saying. And so it's kind of become an inside joke with our group. But um, it, it 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 it's definitely a good time down there. And uh, it, you know, Southern hospitality is also a real thing. Yep. Like I, mean, I, I it it uh, the people down there are, are really cool. Yeah. Well, you know, it's like New New York City. Uh, I had a lot of friends from New York City, yeah. and uh, you know, instead of toilet, they say turlet. And, <laughs> I mean, and just things like that. And you're wondering what what world are you from? But, yeah, uh, they probably think people from Cincinnati talk funny too. Yeah, so, no, they yeah. do. Oh. So, but okay, so your first year at Mississippi State, you were still thinking weather. Yes. Yep. Okay. And. What kind of changed your mind about the weather, the, you know, making a career in weather? So I was taking, you know, my general classes. I took a couple of weather classes at the time, uh, got through those. And 
I applied, uh, actually I talked, I called in to the radio station on campus. Uh, someone, actually an alumni from one of the news stations up here told me about the radio station. I had no clue we even had one. And she said she worked there as a, when she was a student. So she kind of let me know, told me about this radio station gig here on campus. So I checked it out. I called our general manager and, uh, talked to him and he wanted to come in and he wanted to meet me and stuff. And so, um, ended up getting a job there and worked there for, I started in the summer of 2021. So mm -hmm. right after my freshman year. And at that point I was still a weather major. And, um, I, I after working there for a summer, I kind of realized that, huh, I kind of like the, the news and the radio industry. And so, uh, just being on air and stuff and getting, you know, practice with that. Uh, I, you know, I decided that, uh, I wanted to change my major more to a little bit more of a broad thing. So I landed on broadcast journalism and digital media. So it was a totally different, uh, like it was a totally, it was a different switch to, from you know, meteorology to, um, to the communications department. But in a way it ended up being similar because a lot of the broadcast meteorology students, they have to take the same broadcast classes as you know, the journalist students. So, okay. But now, when you switched to the when you switched mm -hmm. to the broadcast uh, media, did you lose our, were all your credits from meteorology transferred? I mean, did they say, "Well, that's no good for they, for broadcasting"? There was a few, but there also they. I was I switched at such a level where it didn't really matter as much. I still needed some like science classes yeah. and you know other other places. So they found most mostly they found places for them. Okay, okay. So, okay, so, and you're, at the end of your freshman year, when you worked there that summer, how many hours were you working at the station? So the summer, I was able to work more, and they let the, they let the staff work a little bit more than during the school year. I, I was probably working, um, so we worked Monday through Thursday. We were off. They gave us the weekend off, so... Um, I, I would say right around 16 hours, okay. um, so nothing too crazy. Okay, just, I mean, you know, ra radio, We uh, I had a guest on once that uh, was in radio for quite a while before he did his website designing, but just go into the operation of a radio station as far as how it works because I know most of it's automated, but explain to the audience, like when you work your shift, what's programmed, what's not programmed. Explain that. Yeah. So um, I last few years, uh, starting out until you know the end of this uh, past semester, uh, I've done a DJ show at the station, and it's been in the evenings. So uh, I and now I do a little bit of a I do more now, but I'll I'll kind of start out with the the DJ side of things. Cause not, not the whole, not everyone at the station's a DJ, but, uh, you know, I'd come in, you know, I'd, I'd, I'd be there for around three out three to four hours. And, uh, the, the process going with the, the radio station is we'll, we'll come in, we'll have a booth set up. We'll have, you know, we'll have the monitor, uh, that will basically look and that ha kind of has like all the stuff that's playing the screen. Uh, you know, it, we, that, that shows the breaks coming up, the different, uh, the different, um, songs that are coming up and the nice thing is is yeah we don't have to load in any of the songs all the songs are preloaded now we can go in with our catalog that you know the company that we grab our music from we can kind of pick and choose from that catalog but we can't just play any type of music all our 
uh, appeal is to the adult alternative. So we have a bunch of different things. Like we'll play, uh, you know, say Rolling Stones. We'll play, you know, Dave Matthews Band. Uh, even some newer stuff like Coldplay, uh, U2. So it, it, a lot of different stuff. We pull, we If you could think about it, we'd probably play it. Um, and so... Well, we, wait a minute. If you're playing to that kind of an audience... Are the students listening to that music, or is it just older people? Well, that, that's that is the thing. Is like you know, it's a campus radio station. You know, you would think it, it would be appealing more to the students, and it does. Like we'll do events on campus, but I, I think a majority of our audience, you know, comes it comes from fa- our faculty and just some older older people. Um, so it, it's it, it's kind of. It, you know, we've tried to, in the recent years try to get more of that student audience. So we have a couple podcasts that we'll have on um, on the station. One of which I think is like a, a like an '80s rewind or something. It's like once a week they'll do one of our DJs, Reagan. She'll do a uh, a, a, a podcast just about you know different kinds of music. Uh, I think in, in the '80s '80s realm. But and our our GM will be on that as well. And then we have two sports shows. Uh, one is which one of which is uh, called the dudes, and so that's a Mississippi State sports podcast. And then um, the other one is Hot Takes, which that show is appeals to all different kinds of sports, football, soccer, and uh, so you know that that's really helps I think get that younger audience okay. in there. So, so when so one year you're working with three hour shifts, four hour shifts. Uh, the DJ shifts right now are about three hours. Three hours. Okay, so. When you come on, you introduction obviously, and then you just hit a button as far as start playing the music as and or do you you don't introduce each song to you that's coming up or do um, I do so that that's uh, yeah that that is a big thing about it uh, we don't uh, we try I personally try to let people listen to the, the music I don't try to you know talk for like a super super long time because i know people when they're listening to the radio station i feel like they want to listen to the music okay. you know they they like to hear the, the djs talk and stuff but if i feel like if you talk too much you know that takes away from the music and stuff so um but yeah so we'll i'll come on um after like two to three songs kind of say what just played and kind of say what's coming up and um you know if there's a show running during my shift i'll kind of promote that and um you know well, do, you, do you encourage uh, listeners to call in, make comments, or anything? Um, I mean, I, I, I we actually don't get that many calls. Um, mm-hmm. I, I have a few times, and it hasn't really worked out as much. Um, but we, we do get people that call in. Uh, it's funny; it's usually like regular people that it's like the same people calling yeah, every time. Yeah. Um, but it, it, I've only like I think this past semester I only got called like once or twice. Really? So, yeah, it's 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 not as much as people would think, especially at a small station. Yeah, that's that's surprising. Uh, and is there any gauge on the, the number of listeners that the station has? Um, I did talk to my boss about that. I've asked him a few times. There's not for like listeners with the FM and everything, but with our, sh- our shows and our podcast, yeah. there is a way that we can gauge that because it's on Spotify and all, you know, streaming platforms. Okay. So, but there's not a way for us to actually know how many people are listening to the radio station itself yeah. though. Okay. Is it only on Spotify or is it, you hit by heart radio, I Apple, th- Google, I think I know it's on. Um, I know it's on Spotify. I don't think it's on any any other platform. But see, I mean, you, it's it's a freebie on every other platform. Yeah, 
you know. I mean, we're on, well, we're on Podbean. That's my home site. Mm-hmm. Okay. We're on Spotify, Apple, Google, iHeartRadio, Pandora, and some other ones that I, uh, FM, and I, I don't know, there's, there's maybe 12 or 13 different platforms we're on, and we don't have you only pay the only thing I pay, I think it's $120 a year to Podbean, mm-hmm. and uh, they host the site and where you know somebody can go in at any time, scroll through the episodes, listen to. I, I think I'm up around 70 published. It well when when your episode comes up, I'll probably be in the 90s. Okay, so. Uh, and so they can pick and choose any episode. And like on your podcast, is that available after, uh, say, a week or two? Is it up there all the time when you do a podcast on Spotify? Yeah. So uh, at the station, the, the how the shows work is um, they're uh, you know pre-recorded, and so they're not live. So yeah. we'll do them. Usually they'll come in that day or like a day before and knock out the one for that you know that's that specific day. And that when that plays, usually they actually the sports ones play during my shift, and so they'll rotate them around. Um, they're the I think the sports one for Mississippi State runs Tuesday Thursday. Mm-hmm. And then the one that's um, kind of all sports is Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Mm-hmm. And so these, uh, you know, they'll be on, uh, you know, Spotify, but they'll be on, um, uh, the, you know, they'll play out the radio station as well, like on the FM, and you know. But it only plays, I, it might be smart smarter for us to play it, play and like repeat them, like play them, um, you know, maybe throughout the day or something or maybe a different hour because we only play them, I think, uh, I think it, it's at six o'clock, you know, every day, but you know, it, there's uh, I, I'm curious. I, I wonder, I wish there was a way to figure out if there's more people listening on Spotify or streaming it, or if they're actually tuning in live when it, well, Spotify it should have number of listeners. Yeah. Yeah. The, yeah. They, they can, our boss can go in and look at it and stuff. Well, you should be able to, too. Yeah. Yeah. yeah all you have to do is pull up the station. And the, the thing is, uh, and even like Amazon music, that's a, that's a good one. I mean, uh, we can listen to our podcasts on our uh, Echo. You know, so yeah. It's, uh, it, you know, and it's all free. Mm-hmm. You know, once once you have a, a home site like your station is Spotify, you should be able or your boss should be able to send out the URL to every other podcast and you'll be on. And I think Apple took three days, and that was probably the longest for me to get on uh, mm-hmm. a podcast. Okay. So it's uh, and and you know they're all good. Uh, Apple's got the biggest share of the market, I think, for the for the big boys on podcasts. Mm-hmm. But I mean, Podbean being my home site, I I have uh, it's I think it's Pod Podbean. Uh, Spotify, Apple, and then Google, and then uh, the the rest are um, I and iHeartRadio is a neat neat channel too. Mm-hmm. So uh, okay, so anyway, this year your third year, 
Yes. Okay. And now you've already made the decision that you're going to go into broadcasting when you graduate and still working at the radio station. Uh, anything occur in your third year before we move on to your what you're doing now on your on your break anything exciting or interesting especially with the radio yeah um well uh i did end up you know at the end of this past semester i applied and uh got accepted into an internship uh with fox 19 okay when when did you apply for that i applied for that I think I applied probably like late winter, I guess, I would say, maybe early spring. Mm-hmm. Okay, and and uh, who did your dad know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, so he, he, he know one of his best friends uh, is in sales for one of the, uh, um, actually, it's actually, I think it's B105 in Cincinnati, so one of the country radio stations. And so he, working in radio and, you know, he knows a Everybody. lot of the people yeah, yeah on broadcast sure. and so sure. knows a lot of the different people at the news stations as well and so he knows one of the anchors there actually uh, one of the anchors and one of the weather guys and so he reached out to him so he gave me the number of the executive producer and then you know I you know I, I talked to her got in contact with her I actually already applied to uh, Fox 19 before I even got in contact with uh, this uh, the connection. But they lost my application, it turned out, because they got applications coming in from all over. Wow. So they, they, she said, well, we don't have your application, but you can reapply. And so I reapplied, and I thought they were going to have me come in for an interview. Uh, but, you know, it turns out that they just, they just gave it to me. So, wow. Yeah. So, okay, so let, let's go. How long have you been doing this now? Three weeks or? Uh, yeah, probably th- about three weeks, about a month, something like that, yeah. Okay, let, let's go. Let's go through your first, second, and third week because I think it's pretty interesting yeah. what, you're, what you're doing. Mm-hmm. So. so first week uh, was more of an introductory week. Like the first day I was only there for a couple hours. They had me get it with HR. They had me you know, do the whole shebang with uh, – um, they actually had me come in for the morning editorial meeting. So they had me sit in on that and then – Okay, what happens during the editorial meeting? Yeah, so the editorial meeting, and I've sit, sat in on them every ever since um, that first day. And so basically that's a chance for all the reporters and the journalists to come in uh, and not just them, the producers come in as well, um, and then uh, the you know the news directors in there. That's just a way for the news station to get as much uh, as many stories out there. That stuff's happened in the community, you know, you know, hard news like if there was a shooting or something, you know, crazy that happened uh, the night before that day, uh, and they kind of just check social media, you know, and then basically they'll gather that information and then they'll try to pitch a story. Uh, mm-hmm. That they'll end up likely end up doing one of their stories later on that day. Uh, usually, they say to bring two to three stories into a pitch meeting. Um, you know, it, 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 a lot of I've been you know told that things like how how do you come up with stuff every single day? A lot of times they'll cut they'll go in there and they'll kind of just wing it. You know, they they'll open up their phone and it, it find stuff. Social media is a huge, uh, th- uh, you know, the news stations rely on social media immensely to gather information. Well, and they want feel good stories. Yeah. yeah. Well, they, they exactly. Uh, in Fox 19 specifically, I think they 
cater more towards hard news. Um, and but it's good in every newscast. You kind of need that balance of mm-hmm. hard news and soft news. Yeah. You know to make it make it go well. Well, yeah, and if you, you know you interview somebody that's mm-hmm. you know like the. 102-year-old World War II vet or yeah. something like that. I mean, it's it's a, yeah. a heartwarming type thing. Yeah. And people like to listen yeah, to that. Yeah, for sure. Sure. And and the hard the hard news is important, but, I mean, you know, it, it's, uh, you know, it's like gunfight at the OK Corral in most parts of the country right now. So yeah. It's kind of crazy. So, OK, so you're... So the editorial, you're still every day editorial. Yep, okay. yep. And you have a reporter that you're shadowing, correct? Yes. Okay, and who's the reporter? Kendall Hyde. Kendall Hyde, okay. So is he like a roving reporter that he goes all over? Does he just cover certain things? No, so they have him on all different kinds of stories, and that's with a lot of the reporters there. Um, I think there's only one reporter there that is designated uh, to a certain county. Um, cause that was, that was one of the first questions I asked is like, if, if they're designated to certain things or certain, um, or certain areas of the, of the viewing area. Uh, but Kendall specifically is on all different kinds of stories. He might go to a, a court hearing one day or he's over, uh, you know, on the, the West side covering a, you know, a, you know, a fatal crash or something like that. So, so, and so it's not a geographical thing. It's who's available closest to get a news story, and they shoot them to them right away. Yeah. If it's something that's happening, like a school shutdown yep. or a fire someplace, if somebody's three miles away and somebody's 20 miles away, the guy's three miles away is gone. 100%. And, yeah. that's, and I don't think I've been, since I've been working there and interning there, um, I haven't been, there hasn't been a day where breaking news has happened and during my, my, my shift there. Um, but yeah, so if there's if there's something big going on, they'll give them a call and be like, "Hey, we need you there for breaking," and they'll go over there. But yeah, it, usually it's whoever's closest. But um, it, you know, you can be like he was telling me a story, Kendall, the other day that you know he was last this past week he was out uh, like in literally the edge of the viewing area, like middle of nowhere, no almost no cell service, and you know he's got a. You know, he's got to send his stuff back to the station. So he had to drive two towns over just to get uh, cell, uh, you know, enough cell service cell, where he yeah. could send the package over. So, and that's one thing I've kind of learned from shadowing Kendall so far is, you know, there, there's a lot of stuff that happens. You got to be patient. I mean, it, it, it's very much just being a stressful job. Yeah. Well, you know, actually, and and the thing is, it's funny. Uh, I don't know how, how many re, how many kind of roving reporters does 19 have? Do you think? Because uh, I mean, I know you got different shifts, and then you have to be available. Well, during the the daytime, um, it, it's it's probably I mean, about four or five, maybe something mm-hmm. like that. Um, and then there's some there's some guys that will come in uh, like around two or three, and that's when they start the whole day, and they'll they will they'll they'll work until around midnight. Okay. Um, and I've only met a couple of those those guys because I'm only in there the morning until yeah. like early evening. Yeah. Well, you know, it's it's kind of interesting when you you stop and think about the the geographic area that all the there's four major channels in Cincinnati, mm-hmm. you know, five, nine, twelve, and nineteen. So, but they're covering things that happen in Kentucky. I mean, they cover Batesville. 
mm -hmm. Indiana. We're 45 miles away from the station. Uh, uh, in I don't know if they, I don't think they send anybody up to Greensburg. I think Indy comes mm -hmm. in for that. But it's, uh, it seems like Batesville might be the break off point. But I think Cincinnati covers Lexington too. Kentucky, that's about 80 miles yeah. away. Yeah, I mean, they're, you know, I was, uh, Friday, I was down in uh, Maysville, Kentucky. Oh, yeah. And that's yeah. about an hour and a half, hour yep. and a half from Cincy. Uh, you know, we actually had to go on the north side. We had to run back and get a, um, a CD reader uh, because we went we went to a court hearing in Maysville. Really? We're going to be there for that, and they uh, I think they were going to give us um, I think it might have been body cam image or footage or something from the the police or something. But it was on a CD, so you know, my, Kendall thought at the last second to uh, you know, it's like we might need a CD reader, and no one else thought of it. So you know, he he we had to go up to this tech guy's house and grab it. So that that put us about thirty minutes out of our way, mm -hmm. and so but. Well, one thing was kind of neat is the uh, they let you do a video. Mm -hmm. Talk talk about that where I'm sure Kendall did it, and then you yeah, followed yeah. up with this. So uh, Kendall's been great so far. He'll you know a lot of most of the days shadowing and just you know helping him out. But then at the end of the day, you know he'll let me get footage for my reel. So in the news industry, like if you want to go, especially in the Brock, if you want to be on in, like in front of the camera, you have to submit a reel along with your resume when you end up applying for jobs. So mm -hmm. he's let me, and he does this with all the interns. He let, he sends us, um, you know, an intro that he just did or something live. And then after he finishes his live, he'll let us do it for, you know, like I guess mock or like, you know, yeah. for, and he'll film it and then he'll edit it down and, you know, he'll add it to our reel. So uh, it's been it's been really good so far to kind of get that practice, and he's. Uh, he, I think almost every single time I've been out with him, he's let me do one. So I have probably about six or seven. I think. Well, at this we point. have to look at some more. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I I like to when you talk to Orlando. Yeah. Orlando yep. Brown. Orlando Brown. Yep. Yeah. And then. Uh, I also, mean, yeah, he's the highest paid lineman that the Bengals ever ever had. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I talked. Yeah. Oh, he's huge. I I was standing next to him, and it, the video doesn't do it justice. But I mean, he was towering. I had to yeah. like look up like straight up yeah. at him. Yeah. yeah. Big man. Yeah. Big man. My, and seems like a neat guy. Oh, he was really cool. Also, uh, Teddy Karras was also there, uh, and he I think he's our I think he's our center. Yes, he's great. Yeah, and so he was really cool too. And um, they, they were at, down at the banks doing a, a charity event. Uh, they were actually doing a podcast as well and selling some hats, and uh, so they were down at the Holy Grail bar down at down at the bank. So it was a good time. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the uh, Holy Grail is owned by uh, a buddy of mine's son, mm -hmm. and uh, uh, he, this buddy is he's a retired cop. Okay, from Cincinnati police. Force. Yeah. So, but anyway, so and you're not going to be switching with your through the summer. You're going to be with Kendall all the time, correct? Should be, yeah, unless he's off. Like, there was one day, actually, this was last week, um, he had to leave. Uh, he actually wasn't even in the morning meeting uh, because they sent him up to Mason to cover the uh, Western and Southern uh, negotiations because they're trying to keep, right now, I, I, I'm pretty sure, I don't think it's going to stay, but they're trying to keep the tennis tournament in Cincinnati. Yes. And so that he was up there, uh, you know, waiting to, you know, get some footage of that, that meeting. And so he, that was at 11. So he was up there before, I think even before I even got to the station. And so they sent me out with one of the other reporters that day. Mm -hmm. So, and how was 
was this guy or girl that you went with the other reporter? Yeah, so she was she was a girl. She yeah. um, uh, her name's Taylor, and so uh, she's really cool. Uh, she's also I think she's like upper twenties. So they're both yeah. Kendall and her are very young, uh, and they'll send her with the interns as well. And uh, we were, I think we were over in um, like Avondale or something for a story. I was with yeah. her. What Avondale was it? Homicide. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was uh, actually that was that story. Um, there was a drive-by shooting like yeah. in this courtyard, and uh, a little girl got shot, like shot in the cro- caught in crosshairs, got shot in the stomach. Yeah. Uh, I think she survived. So, but you know, her we we had to go there and gr- try to grab some interviews and some footage uh, from like neighbors and stuff. And uh, um, actually, the the mother when we just when we got there, I think she had just left to go get her 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 daughter some like you know medication she needed. So it was kind of, and that's another thing with uh, with the news, especially with me shadowing Kendall and stuff. So far, it's like you're rolling up on you know into neighborhoods where it's like you know a tragedy just happened yep. and you know you got to go up and knock on people's doors that may or may not be directly related to what happened and it's it can be it can be nerve-wracking because you never know what that per- when that person opens up the door what they're going to do or what they're going to say so it's it's also you kind of have to respect the you know what happened you know and in a respect and, and not you know try to respect people's privacy enough but you're also trying to do your job too so and try to get footage for you know for the news well my my first when i got out of the service my first job was with metropolitan life insurance mm-hmm. and that was my area yeah out there yeah and uh very very interesting yeah i mean i uh there were some uh some criminals and then there were uh some wonderful people that invite me in for coffee and breakfast <laughs> so, <laughs> it's uh but it was uh it was quite an experience and and it wasn't as bad then as it is now mm-hmm. out there it's it's uh, uh these young people are it's like a shooting gallery so, mm-hmm. so okay so what uh like this coming week you just you're going to be in there monday through thursday or so i'll be there monday wednesday and then friday monday wednesday and friday yeah okay so and you go back to school and, and, and so, so I'll head back to school probably the second week of August. Second week yeah. of August, okay. So <clears throat> how would you evaluate the experience that you're getting right now? So, I, I mean, it's going to look, I mean, great on a resume, whether I go into uh, news or not. I, I wanted to get an internship Um that was my main goal before I graduated is get okay. an internship. And I think it's going to give me uh, the connections I need and the, you know, the, the experience to first figure out if I really want to go into news, you know, if it's going to change my mind potentially. Um, and also just, you know, gather connections. So when I end up looking for a job someday, um, you know, I can, you know, I can always, I know Kendall said I can always contact him and text him. He's got interns that he's had for years ago and they're still asking him questions and texting him. So, you know, he said, utilize that. And I, I think that'll be good just to meet, meet different people at the news station to kind of, uh, you know, you know, get, get them to remember, you know, me and also, you know, to, uh, um, you know, you never know who, you know, you're going to need to contact me yes. in the future for something. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So what, well, the, the thing is, if you, let's just say, for instance, 
and you were interviewing at a station, and they said, okay, Teddy, how, would you like to do news or would you like to do sports? What would you say? Honestly, I probably, I, I, if they you know asked me that, I'd probably say sports um, or, uh, you know, I, I, thinking about also, also with the experience I've already had at this internship, it, it, the hard news is stuff that it is, like we said, it's very important, but I, I, I would like to cover, cover more, you know, things that are more lighthearted and stuff. Uh, no, but you know, the reason I asked that, you know, on sports, the reading and research you have to do, cause it just can't be on local stuff. You have to know. Yeah. Like if, if the Reds are, if the Reds are playing the Chicago Cubs, you have to know who's hot on the Chicago Cubs team. Yep. Same with football, basketball, all that. Where it looks like news, you gotta pick and choose almost daily. Yeah, yeah. It it uh, you gotta yeah news. I mean, you, you got, that's why they have those editorial meetings. Yeah. Is they, you gotta you but gotta I figure mean, out. That's, that that is something that, I mean, I. I can see if you're doing the sports gig mm-hmm. at night, you're going to be reading. You're you're going to be living sports. Yeah, and and news you don't have to do that. Yeah, and a lot of the small stations I know the um, small market areas they uh, they don't have the staff to uh, you know to have everyone maybe necessary at a specific in a specific role. So a lot of times these reporters are doing a little bit of everything. Oh really? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. It, 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 like you you get out you know in, in some small towns that have a small market it, they're especially now with uh, since COVID there's their people are leaving the news industry like uh, really? yeah there's a lot of the, it, and so for people that want to go into news and are wanting to uh, you know get into a potential career on air this is really a good time to do it okay so okay so let's say. Somebody's listening to this podcast uh, who's a senior in high school, and he has he he doesn't know what he wants to do, but he's certainly not an introvert, mm-hmm. and he likes to talk to people. Yeah, and he said maybe this would be a maybe this would be something I'd be interested in. Mm-hmm. What advice would you give him to learn more about it? Before he goes to college and and just is still not sure what he wants to do, but he thinks he might like to do something like this. Um, what's your advice for him? Honestly, um, and I didn't do this, so this would probably be some good advice that I probably could have told myself, uh, you know, when I was in that per- this, you know person's shoes. I, I think what you got to do is you got to uh, shadow, maybe uh, call a news station, call you know, call a radio station, and uh, you know, go, go ask them, you know, hey, I'm interested in pursuing a career in news or radio, and 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 they're probably going to say yes. Uh, you know, the, even though you're not doing it yet, to let you shadow. I've heard, yes, yeah, so I've talked to some people um, that uh, 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 in the industry that are now like uh, reporters or meteorologists, and, and they're going to be interested that you're interested. I think, hopefully, and so they'll. You can talk to people about going in and shadowing, and and most. I feel like most of the time, people will be interested. I guess that you're wanting to pursue what they're doing, and so yeah. they'll be. Uh, they'll be more. I, I'm sure at Fox 19 they do it. I mean, everyone I've met there, 
uh, so far is real nice and they're real outgoing and willing to help. Well, you know, it's, it's Fox is a neat station, mm-hmm. and and obviously, uh, for people who know me, I I don't listen to ABC, NBC, or CBS yeah. News, and uh, and actually, uh, uh, Fox, if there's anything important, they're going to go to. Fox News and not, yeah. that, not CNN or mm-hmm. you know some something that I wouldn't possibly <laughs> listen to. <laughs> so, so anyway, uh, uh, well we're we're up around forty five minutes, and uh, I think it's been a been a nice interview, and maybe uh, uh, you might. When you graduate, maybe you might land in Cincinnati. And I know that that's what I'm hoping. Um, but this kind of job, and I, that's another, that's something else that I, you know, could probably, you know, some advice I could give, and just some knowledge I could give, you know, students that are maybe in high school or grade school that are are wanting to pursue a career in this is like, you know, there's a good chance you're going to have to uh, be willing to to move or relocate. Oh, sure. Um, and uh, th- that's one thing I've been told is y- if you want to be in the news, you want to be, uh, and this goes for a lot of different uh, careers, but this one specifically, especially early on in your career, you're going to be probably going to have to be willing to relocate because yeah. uh, there's a good chance uh, that you're going to have to start out at a small market. Yeah. Um, that, at least that's what I've been told. Now, since the, there's a lot of people leaving the news industry for various reasons. It, it, I have I have heard it's easier to uh, you know fast track to a bigger market than what it used to be. Well, so, especially if you intern. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. So internships look great all around. I mean, it can only help you. Uh, and you know, this specific internship has been great because it's it's paying, which is not very is not very common. Uh, but also, I'm getting college credit for it as well. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah, really? Yeah, so uh, I have an internship course that I'm in through the university, and uh, it's cons- it consists of 75% of the grade is uh, my supervisor's evaluation of, uh, of my performance and stuff. So she'll do that and submit that at the end of the semester to my advisor, or my uh professor and then i guess the other chunk of the gray comes from like discussion post i submit to the class that i'm in just kind of telling everyone what i'm doing and stuff well you know what would really be neat see that and i told maddie this last night Mm -hmm. your cousin maddie uh she's looking at a teacher's job and i think she said something opened up uh first grade in batesville i said just stop and think maddie teach in batesville live at home Free meals, yeah. free room mm-hmm. and board, sock away some money. Yep. Guess what? Your your dad might have company oh. <laughs> if you yeah if you get a job at nineteen. I, oh, I know. I, he, he he's gonna be he's gonna be thinking. Oh, I've 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 got cut this kid off. He's out on his own. And then I show up with my bags. No, and no, dude, that doesn't happen. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, Ted, we're gonna uh, wrap things up. I it was a pleasure having you here. And I wish you well in college this year, and hopefully you'll land in Cincinnati. And we're going to close this out uh, with the national anthem. So anyway, uh, thanks again. Appreciate you being here. Yeah, thanks. Okay. I want to thank everybody for listening. God bless you. God bless the United States of America. And I'll talk to you on the next podcast.